Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Fuck the front line, bitch. Hey, hello everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Cinema Flare on cinemaflare.com and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether it be Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, it's all good, man. It's all good. want to thank everybody out there for tuning in to Cinema Flare. It's been a while. I apologize for that. had a lot of things uh, in my schedule, uh, you know, Disney trips, taking care of ring scoops, uh, getting over a, a slight head cold uh, last week as well, but I am back, and uh, Cinema Flare is is still kicking, ladies and gentlemen. We got some reviews coming up pretty soon tonight. Actually, we're going to be doing a review on uh, the movie Moonfall. I'm also going to do a review of Licorice Pizza in just a few days, so stay tuned for that. And I'm trying to get my buddy Kristen on the show. So he and I could talk about Jackass Forever, which I've seen four times in the movie theater. And those four times were within the first five days of the release of Jackass Forever. Uh, and then also, we, we're going to have another uh, recasted down the road. I'm going to do a recasted episode of Cinema Flare where I'm going to recast the film Revenge of the Nerds. Because that has got a lot of roles in it. So I like to do that. When I recast a movie, I want to pick a movie that's got some iconic roles, that's got a big cast, because I don't want to just go in there and be like, okay, we're going to recast three guys. That's not fun. You can't really get a whole lot of stuff going on with like you know, three or four people. I want a cast that I can recast that's at least like six or seven people. And Revenge of the Nerds, the original 1984 Revenge of the Nerds, First off, phenomenal movie in my top 25 favorite movies of all time. The story is great. The cast is great. The performance is great. I think that's a story that is still very relevant today. It really is. Revenge of the Nerds. Um, and then I'm going to try to get a round table with myself, with the bold one. That's right. Jeff and uh, the DA. And try to get the three of us together down the road very shortly to talk about no retreat no surrender it's a film that i personally have not seen in probably 20 to 25 years but i want to watch it again it's going to be like boom brand new eyeballs on this some bitch and we're going to enjoy that pretty good but this right here is not no retreat, no surrender. This is not licorice pizza. This is not jackass forever. Revenge of the nerds is none of that. This is Moonfall. This is my thoughts on Moonfall because I saw it today. So everything is fresh. Plus, I wrote a lot of notes. This is the first time I've ever done this. I Normally, I go and I see a movie. I just I sit there and I enjoy it. I, you know, I, I try to do that with Moonfall. We'll get into that. But... I usually leave my phone alone. Maybe I might check it like maybe two times in the movie, um, you know, just to see what time it is or whatnot or see if there's any missed calls. But I'm usually not on my phone during a movie. But I thought that I was going to try something different here. I was going to open up my little notepad thing on my phone. And if anything popped into my mind about what I'm watching, I just want to just jot it down. 
I thought I'd have like maybe two or three bullet points. No, I wrote a novel in the movie theater with Moonfall. Okay. So um, let's just start this thing, right? Let's just pull the, the bandaid right off the, the, the burn, right? The third degree burn. Moonfall, Moonfall, such an interesting name. Moonfall, fall, moon, moon, and fall, moonfall. People ask me, what's moonfall about? I say the moon falls. That's all I say. Because I'm really weird when somebody says, what's a movie about? I hate telling people what a movie is about because I can't tell you what a movie is about without telling you what the movie's about. And what's the point of watching it if I'm just going to tell you what it's about? I'm very weird that way. What's moonfall about? It's about the moon falling. Okay, we're done. That's the review. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, all right. Now, keep in mind, movies are subjective. What I may like, you may not like. What you may like, I may not like. They're subjective. It's like reading a book. Okay? I'm going to pick up on stuff that you won't pick up on. You're going to pick up on stuff that I don't pick up on. There are movies that are very deep. They're complex. They got very complex, flawed characters that people could relate to that are just amazing. And then there's popcorn flicks where you just sit there and you, 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 you know, like my fat ass would sit there with a whole large bucket of popcorn and just stuff my freaking face. And that's a good scene, you know, kind of, you know, in a movie, there's popcorn flicks, there's uh, rom-coms, there's action, there's comedy, there's all these different things, right? That's the beauty of, uh, of movies and cinema and, and uh, entertainment and all that stuff. It's always subjective. Of course, unless it's like, you know, just a dude going out there and like, you know, lynching a bunch of guys or something like that. That's, that's stupid. No matter what, I don't care what perspective. That's just, you know, certain things are just stupid, just downright, you know? So I just want to put that out there real quick, but okay, here we go. Moonfall. I know six minutes in, I haven't even talked about the movie yet other than the moonfalls. Deep impact meets twister meets the terminator. Okay. Deep Impact meets Twister meets The Terminator. You're probably thinking to yourself, man, what, dude, that's all over the place, bro. What is this movie freaking about, right? It's apocalyptic. It has natural disasters. And there's a battle between organisms versus technology. Now, Keep in mind real quick, I, I didn't throw this out at the beginning of the show. I'm going to throw it out there right now. I'm live on Twitch right now while recording this. In the chat, my buddy Jeff, the bold one, asks, why Terminator? Now, going into this movie, I would have never, from the from the previews, all that stuff, I would have never like thought Terminator. Okay? And I'm spoiling the movie by saying Terminator. I'm spoiling the movie by saying organisms versus technology. And I apologize because I didn't think about that and I should have put a disclaimer in there, but at least there's intrigue. I didn't tell you exactly what's going on here, right? Deep impact meets twister meets the Terminator apocalyptic natural disasters, the battle between organisms versus technology. It sounds good on paper, right? <laughs> I'm going to talk about some stuff. I'm not going to go into like great detail. I'm going to do my best to not uh, 
throw the plot out there and ruin it for people out there. But in case you're just like, no, 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 no. I want to watch it no matter what. You may not want to tune in for the rest of this. Like, if you don't want to know anything about the damn movie. All right. So there, there's one little thing right here that I just, I, I cringe, man. A kid outrunning a gravity, ra- a gravity wave in a Hummer made me shake my head. If you're going to watch the movie, you'll, you'll see. There's a lot of bad puns, a lot of bad one-liners. I know that if my buddy the DA watched this movie, he would just be groaning out the whole damn movie. He would hate this. Um, one thing about one of the characters that uh, I thought was funny was um, we, have, we have ourselves a bootleg Josh Gad. Except... This guy actually has a personality and he's likable, unlike Josh Gad, who's a tool. Fuck that guy. I don't like that. Uh, but no, this guy, uh, he's he's like the, the you know the funny overweight fucking guy, right? Uh, he, he's 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 likable. He's cool. He's got a he's got a cool personality and whatnot. Uh, one thing that I, I I picked up on that I just. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm, I might have to go see this a second time just to kind of see if, uh, you know, it's the same or if it was just a one-time thing. I don't know. It just didn't seem like, I don't know. My question is this. Why does it seem like there's no sense of urgency in this film? None of the characters seem to be like rushing around too much. There's no freaking out. There's no mass hysteria when the moon is falling, you know? I would think with, with the world coming to an end like this, the moon is out of its gravity. The moon is out of its orbit. The moon is going to crash into the earth. You would think motherfuckers would be running around the streets going, ah, you know? And that, like, there's a little bit, there, like there's like a montage, right? Where they show like footage of people looting and whatnot. I mean, that's about it. But as far as like the main characters, they seem the most calm that I've ever seen anybody in one of these kind of movies. The world's coming to an end. What are we going to do? Well, you know, this is what we're going to do, you know. There's, it's just they're very calm, cool, collected, cool hand Luke, man. Mm-mm, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. Um, there's a subplot with, uh, with the family. Obviously, the main plot is saving the world. There is a subplot. I can't figure out by now if it's subplot B or C. It might be subplot B because it didn't end in the middle of the movie. It ended towards the end. So, yeah, by, by textbook definition, it'd be subplot B. But anyway, with uh, with like the, the family, right, the side family members and whatnot, and then them outrunning a criminal group. It's just, it's just it's chuckling from this, man. Um. I get that there needs to be something else going on other than just, Hey, we have to save the world. Right. But there's just no substance to this. The world is about to end. And this group of criminals is like, you know what? We're going to spend our time grieving this random ass family we found on the road. What the, what is that about? the world's going to end if I'm a criminal, if I'm even a career criminal or if I'm a prisoner, like in prison and the world's going to end, my first thought is not going to be what family can I fuck over on the side of the road? I'm going to get my ass out of there 
and try to fucking save myself. So there's that. Uh, poorly executed forced comedy spots. Like there's a floating phone in space with cat wallpaper on it. You could just tell certain things. You could tell that the director or, you know, whoever's putting this together, the editor or whatever, you could tell they put in little pieces that they want people to laugh. Kind of like when you write a speech and you have a pause point because you figure, I'm going to say this with this kind of emphasis to it. Pause point. Get a reaction. And if there's no reaction, then, you know, the person giving the speech is going to screw up because they're out of the rhythm. It's stuff like that. There's certain things in movies you can see. You can be like, oh, yeah, they put that in there because they want to laugh. So there's one of those. Um, so visually, this movie can be stunning at times. Like stuff with the moon, which is great because it's called Moonfall. So when the moon is falling, spectacular. Visuals, mm, really good. I liked it, man. I wish I could have seen it in IMAX. Well, at least those parts of it. But you could tell that the budget went straight to that because there are other aspects of this movie, like the city skyline views. It looked like very bad plastic models. Like they went to like Joann's or Michael's and they bought like these different things and put together like a model town or, or they got, um, they got Gina Davis, right? And, uh, what's his name? Uh, Baldwin guy, uh, the, the shooter, um, they got them together like in Beetlejuice where he was building that model of the town and they made that. And that's what they used for a lot of B-roll footage in this movie. It just looked bad. It looked very bad. I felt like a dick at one point watching this movie, not just because I'm, I'm sitting there with my fucking phone on writing notes. Right. Um, I felt like a dick laughing when the military command center just got crushed by a bunch of rubble, but Holy shit. That was, it was corny as hell. There's a lot of things that happen in this movie where like it would happen and then it would immediately move on to something else they didn't let anything soak in the end of it. They'd left it open for a sequel. Don't know why, <laughs> what they did, but they did overall. It's just a really weird mixed bag of things. I don't hate it. It may sound like I'm hating on this movie. I'm not because I, I, I don't hate it. I'll just leave it at that. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I hate the idea that I'm clowning on this too much. You know what I mean? I don't hate the movie. I don't love the movie, but I hate the idea that I'm loving that I'm clowning on this. If that makes any sense, I don't know. But then again, I am, uh, I'm a major, uh, Mark for Transformers movies. You know, there's a lot of, you know, senseless, let's blow this shit up kind of thing. But I grew up watching the Transformers. So like I have a connection to those characters and whatnot, right? Um, maybe, maybe deep down, that's probably why I don't hate 
Moonfall is because I do love, you know, senseless action sequences and shit being blown up for no fucking reason. There's a lot of parallels to Cybertron here as well. A lot of parallels to that kind of story and whatnot. But this movie Moonfall, in my personal opinion, it's just not worth planning a trip to the movie theater. I would wait for it to come out on streaming service and then I would torrent the some bitch. I wouldn't even pay the three ninety nine to rent it. Um, or if you want to rent it, if you want to spend money on it, you don't want to torrent it, you want to be legal about it, wait for it to come out on a streaming service and wait for a holiday to roll around for them to put it on a discount where you get it for a buck ninety nine. That's my thoughts on Moonfall, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Cinema Flare Podcast. I really appreciate it. Don't forget cinemaflare.com for all of your social links, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Still working on the VR chat, um, you know, uh, little box office thing with the little home movie theater so we can all like get together every once in a while and watch a movie in there and have a, have a cool watch party. Still working on that. But yeah, cinemaflare.com. I also got a t-shirt over there if you guys want to pick it up and buy it. Show off some of your cinema flair when you're at the cinema. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Wade Dean. I'm saying thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, rock on. <laughs>